Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Reggie Bullock, and this is This Is Recorded Podcast. I'm reporting live from Emporia, Virginia, the litest place in the world. Psych. If you know where I'm at, it's not that lit. But it is lit, because it's the family reunion. I'm joined here by my main cuz, Kyrie, man. Y'all heard me shout him out. I got the legend here in the flesh, Kyrie. Tell him what up, man. What's going on, B? You know, we live and in full effect. You know, got the... Got me on a podcast. It's been a long time. I've been itching like a crack fiend, but I'm here. I'm here live and direct, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we sit here watching the Big Three. Shout out to Ice Cube and the Big Three League putting on for the black community. We getting our own stuff going on, y'all. Like, watch out, NBA getting mad. You know, uh, as soon as uh, Lavar dropped the Junior League, uh, <laughs> NBA, all of a sudden they trying to change the rules. Is it a conspiracy? Uh, I don't know. And, and my black youngster voice. Uh, fuck you, you little horse. Little <laughs> be horse. Uh, but anyway, the, the world's been talking. The world's been itching. The world stopped when LeBron with like yo like when these people report stuff. I'm learning that they really know how to do their job. They've been telling us Los Angeles, and he's like, nah, nah, nah. It's like no. He's going to Los Angeles. Like, they've been saying this for years. So, Kyrie, what is your thoughts on him going to L.A.? Hmm. LeBron going to L.A., that's a that's a big move, in my opinion. Uh, I think I think it's a bit a, a good start. It's a good fit for him. Him and his family. Uh, I, I, think, I think LeBron, he should have been in L.A., in my opinion. Um, Cleveland. Cleveland's not really the best fit for him. LA is a good money move. It's a good money making move for him and his family. But LeBron in LA, that's a that's that's a big that's a big step because I already know they talking about him doing um like following the media path after he um finishes his basketball career and stuff like that. So I think this first year he's gonna go in and have fun, not really expecting to do much with the team that they kind of got around him. Because Magic Johnson says it's a two-summer process, so yeah. whoever they end up getting with him is going to be nasty. And I think, I really do think that now this will definitely build his legacy, especially for him to come out the West after everybody told him that there's no competition in the East. So now if you knock off Golden State, San Antonio, all these legacy teams, ain't nothing much to do after that. I mean, I don't think he needs to win any more championships, in my opinion. I think... He's doing what is necessary to benefit him and his uh his uh career to me. He's done enough. His stats prove it. I mean, three and six in the finals, that's not the greatest record, but I'd rather go to the finals nine times than get knocked out round one, round two. Yeah, and, and it's like for him, it's like he's doing I noticed that he's starting to do everything that people say he can't do. So this is another thing, like you just said, like Oh, he can't win in the West, so he's going to the West. So, and also he's a smart man, so he knows like Magic has the Lakers right now. He's the president. Right. He's owner of the Sparks, part owner. He owns the Dodgers. And yeah. what does LeBron want to do next? He wants to own a team. So he's trying to like he's really trying to become a legend in all aspects of the game of life. Like he's really they say he's working on Space Jam too. He right. got his uninterrupted. That joint is really, like, going crazy. Like, it's really up and coming lately. Yeah. Like, people don't know. Like, it's coming. Like, he's really figuring it out. But one problem we do have is, is LeBron the GM, man. Like, 
I, I say this, I'm a big LeBron fan. I said in the podcast before, I was kind of mad at first when he left, and I explained it. Go back and listen to that LeBron James podcast. But I'm like, yo, like, him as the GM is my only gripe on him because JR and Tristan should have not got those contracts. Like, yeah. if you his boy, you love him to death. You can't be mad at him. But from, like, a GM standpoint, that's not a good move, bro. That's just that, uh, not. That's not a good move. Those two don't perform enough for me, in my opinion. Um, JR, JR and Tristan, like I was saying earlier, Tristan is an interior guy. He's there for rebounds. He's not a scorer. Tristan will give you 4-13 and 13 on a nightly basis, and he'll be fine with that. That's why I like the move of Kevin Love being there. Kevin Love is like 24-13. I can give you that. You see me in the corner, I'm here for you. But JR, he's so inconsistent too. One night he he give you 35, and the next night he'll give you four. And that's why I felt like he couldn't keep that team in his pocket and try to carry them the whole way through just because he didn't have enough people to push the, the boundaries forward. Like when your team, when your bench points is only like 22 and y'all going into the fourth quarter, that's awful. Yeah. And then you got the, like, when you, oh, man, when they played against the Toronto Raptors, that was a 4-0 sweep. We all knew that. When you look at those stats compared to the Celtics stats, they bench was going crazy. But that's because the, the game plan for Toronto was let LeBron go off and yeah. the rest of these dudes just, they're there. They have to win the game for you. They, but, they forced the other guys to win the game. And they did end up winning the game, but if they wasn't making their shots, it was a wrap, though. But as we talk about LeBron being a bad GM, who's a great GM, Golden State, man. We was talking downstairs like, yo, what Golden State does is, first of all, it starts in your draft. You got to draft well. You got to really do your homework and figure out that diamond in the rough because usually the number one pick ain't that great. And everybody go crazy for him, and he ain't that great. But the Warriors have mastered Mastered. Even with, I think, the Bell dude that ended up coming Jordan in for going. Oh, my God. He started going crazy. They had some play where he just dumped it under his legs and stuff in the corner. So, he's basically setting a screen and passing the ball. And this looks like a trick. It's so smooth where it looks <laughs> like it's a trick play. But it's a set-up play for him to bounce the ball under his leg while setting the screen and give it to uh, Curry in the corner pocket. And then what they do is every year they can spend big money because they don't have like multiple people on contracts at the same time so what they yeah. do is they get and then they attract people that want to really win this chip like exactly. David West came to win the chip and he ain't left the team since because he made his money already right that's what kind of be killing me with these players and stuff it's like bro how much money do you need like exactly because you should want to win like these dudes be like nah I ain't give me enough money I'm like dog you trash though like you you, you scoring you going crazy but everybody learned back in the Jordan days, let him go off, but your team got to beat us. So right. dudes are smartening up now. And just the Warriors, man, they do a great job of being GMs and figuring it out. And they attract people. Boogie had like a $40 million offer from the Pelicans. Said no. Took $5 Because he want to win. He want to win. We took a short commercial break. We had to pay some bills. You know, it's big money over here, big money over here. Big money season. But, uh, Kyrie, what do you think about the Golden State Warriors and how they move? Um, I think they're smart, like you said. Um, it all started with the acquisition of Kevin Durant. 
aka the snake to some people. Uh, I wasn't really mad at him because it was it was a good basketball move in my opinion. Because play with a team for ten years, only go to the finals once. Everybody else seems to be going somewhere and getting the ring. Maybe it's my turn because Melo could have did the same thing. But he decided he decided to stay in New York and kind of worsen his game. Melo's about his bread. He don't he, care about he don't chips. Care. He don't care about chips. He doesn't. Oh my goodness, man. We gotta pay some more bills. Hold on. Paying more bills, man. I'm telling you, man. The phone keep ringing, man. I'm telling you, like y'all gotta chill out, man. I'm recording right now, baby. Y'all gotta chill, man. I'm trying to get these buckets, trying to get this money. Hold on, but um, like you said about uh, KD, it was like. I get it from a basketball move, but for me, like I'm, I'm born in '87. I, I'm kind of old school, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, if you get in a fight, somebody jump you. Like I'm not joining y'all gang after right, you jump right. me. Like, nah, <laughs> we catching the fair one. I'm gonna join another gang, or we, I'm just gonna have to fight y'all by myself. Right. So that's where I'm like, yo, and it's and it only makes me mad because they killed LeBron, but they gave KD like a pass, and I'm like. From a basketball standpoint, you're right, 110%. I agree with you. But from, like, a regular standpoint, that was corny, bro. Like, it was mad corny. But from a basketball, don't get me wrong, all you KD lovers, it's a great move. It's the only move. Because it was either that or DC or this or that. Like, bro, I'm going to go to state. I'm sorry. That's really not going to offer you nothing. I'm going to go to state. Like, he could go get the bread or he could go get the basketball money. And what we learn is Melo is about his bread. Right. And KD is about the basketball. He makes it. He got like a hundred and something million from Nike, bro. He's not really worried about yeah. it. He's not worried about the bread. So from a basketball standpoint, it was the only move. The only thing that pissed me off and would make me mad about KD is really, it's just like the same thing with Lakers fans. I don't hate the Lakers. I hate their fans. They fans be going like stupid, especially Kobe fans. Fuck y'all. I don't care about y'all Kobe fans. Because y'all go crazy for, like, like this Kobe father job. But, like, I'm like, yo, that's what makes me mad. It's the fans. It's not even the player. You know, make me you make people think I don't like the player. It's like, no, like, they be riding so hard, and they don't know basketball. They don't know, like, real stuff. They can't tell me who was on the Warriors. They can't tell me, okay, riddle me this. Don't Google it. You're going to Google it anyway. Tell me who won this slam dunk contest from the Golden State Warriors. Um, around what 2003 or I something like that. that. I know uh, it. Then you a real Golden State fan. You can't tell me <laughs> that off top. Don't talk to me. Period. But uh, okay. And then this mellow Vanessa of the year, man. Finesse. Somebody put like, yo, is mellow Nigerian? Cause your man gets the <laughs> bread, the 33 million, and they buy him out. So mellow gets to go anywhere he want, and he got his bread already. Like. Yo. Melo, he, he a real nigga though. Shout out to Baltimore, <laughs> man. Like, yeah. He let us know what was up. I mean, <clears throat> you go to OKC, you do it. You have all right here, the at, at all right at best, and then you just kind of all right. I don't really want to be here, so what we gonna do is y'all gonna buy me out, so I still get my bread, and I'm gonna go where I want to go, cause. Who doesn't want to do that? That was Wayno on Everyday Struggle. I read his tweet. He said that. like He's like, yo, Melo got to be Nigerian. But that's our little quick NBA take, man. Moving right along. Right, right. Scorpion. Everybody got mixed reviews on Scorpion. I'm going to let you go first. All right. But 
Let's say your honest opinion on Scorpion. I like it. I can say that. Okay. So what's your idea on Scorpion? Uh, 25 songs is a lot. Uh, definitely a lot to sit through. Um, after the Pusha T beef, I kind of, you know, slid away from Drake for a little bit because he need, he need time to recuperate. Um, he definitely did not follow the expectations that I thought was going to happen because the Meek Mill energy was not here for Pusha T at all. But it's all right. You know, sometimes you got to get bodied to, you know, really to really understand where you come from. Sometimes you got to eat that humble pie. But when it comes down to Scorpion, I was kind of expecting a response on there or something like that, but I didn't get it. So I wasn't, you know, too enthused by it. But the album is it's, it's pretty good. I think I think he got some uh, some notable songs on there. That one song in my feelings is just it, that, that Kiki, Do You Love Me? Song of the Summer. I'm Ooh. claiming it right now. Ooh. I'm just I'm claiming it right now. Nigga, nigga, nigga want to jump, you feel me? <laughs> but I think, I think he did a good job with it. I think 25 songs is a lot. But when you kind of put the album together and you just like kind of like listen to it and cruise through it, it's not that bad. It's, it's pretty good. But some of the bars was definitely, uh, yeah, you know. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Uh, uh, nah, you knew what you did. Oh, you know man. what you did. P- push exposed you. You know what you uh, did. But that's all right though. You you know you you don't, but you don't get a pass. You don't get a pass for that. Yeah, we we just gonna keep it all the way up. But like yo, um, I always give credit where credit due. The Joe Budden podcast. He really yes. broke it down and really talked about everything. And what it really was, and that's what I felt like a little bit, but I wasn't for sure. I'm not a music aficionado or an expert like Joe Budden is. Right. But he was saying that um, he had to scrap like most of the first side of his whole album because he probably was talking big rap talk, mm-hmm. big money talk. He probably was talking crazy, but after losing the battle, period. <laughs> He's not going to lose that life, but he lost that battle. So after losing the battle, he had to hold the L on that and he had to change his album and it really messed up because the second side is legendary i mean i like r&b like a whole lot like i love rap but i like if i gotta choose you probably gonna have to give me r&b to live off for the rest of my life so it's like yo uh he probably had to change the whole first side like a lot like a whole lot because niggas ain't respecting if you're talking crazy about getting money people biting you this and that ghost writing like yeah nah Bro, you got to go in and change it. And Pusha T did that three weeks to a month before this shit was Yo, coming out. So you already know. So he in the studio like, he was what lit- am I going to do? He had to be living oh. in the studio. Because no. some of the bars is like, like he says, like, okay. Like, it ain't bad. Never, never really bad. But it's just okay. And Drake seems calculated. Like Joe Budden, we give credit where credit is due. No uh, copyright infringement. Facts. No plagiarism here. Facts on. Uh, so check that out, uh, Joe Budden podcast. If you haven't heard of it, it's hilarious. Shout out to Maul, Roy. I met Roy at the Roots picnic. Cool dude, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, like so, I like it. But I mean, I like more the B side than the A side. The A mm-hmm. side is not bad. It just made me feel good to have like an actual album out. Because it's been a lot of like really short albums, or yeah. it's been like no real words, just Mm-mm. beats and rap and like. Yeah, it's literally you can make a song out of anything, and you it could be a hit if you got a hard beat on it. So it made me feel good yeah. to finally hear an album 
it was an hour and like 20 or an hour and 30 minutes long. It was like a real album. I'm yeah. here in Virginia. It's something to ride to. Most you, definitely. You know, it's something good. But I, like I said, man, in, in my feelings, got everybody going crazy. <sighs> Shout out to the City Girls. Shout out to uh, JT. She a Vanessa from the City Girls. She got a deal. Then got locked up. <laughs> so shout out to her, man. Get home soon. Uh, y'all go check out that page and write her if y'all into the city girls. Um, man, QC, uh, the label out of Atlanta, where we it's based at. They just that running way. shit. They running shit, man, that way, man. So, hey, man, the Drake album it is what it is. Uh, we, I, I like it. Yeah. And Meek just dropped his joint. Uh, yesterday. Man. Yesterday, man. So it, it's just like... Just like if, if rap is not like back in the day, it's not like nobody's gonna die like right, that. Right. Hopefully not. It's, we don't want to see the it. The only one that we seen almost die was was Dolph. Dolph got you know hundred yeah. shots. That's that's a lot to die. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, like rap is like, bro, you lose. Like music is disposable now. Music mm-hmm. lasts for like two weeks. Like if Jay Z and Beyonce could drop and people ain't really talking about it now, music is disposable now. Yeah. Like because they was waiting on this album forever and then. It kind of just went and went away. I didn't get a chance to listen to all the Beast Mode too, but I know that's gonna oh, be crazy. The trap is going crazy in Atlanta. I know that's gonna. As soon be as you crazy. come back, that's how you're gonna end the city. Yeah, yeah. So, what do y'all listen to in Baltimore? What is mainly taking all the all right. in Baltimore? So, <clears throat> Baltimore is it's the crabs in the bucket mindset. So, it's a whole bunch of rappers. There's a lot of local artists that everybody supports, but. I mean, we kind of listen to the mainstream music too. Um, a lot of Lil Baby, Lil Baby just he, he going crazy everywhere up there. I mean, Lil Baby is like the reason why I think Lil Baby works is because people could feel that he's not bullshitting. Yeah, he's not like yo, I'm fucking kid because he really don't even talk about killing niggas or yeah. nothing like that. He just raps about whatever money he's talking about. And all that stuff. Yeah, he talk about getting money. He talk about female. He talk about buying shit. Like, that's why people fuck with Lil Baby. Like, his song was my dog. It wasn't like, I'm a fucking killer nigga, bitch. And all it Like, it was like, yo, it's my dog. And that's what made him big. Like, it's real with him. And what you'll notice, if you've been around real people, the real gangsters and shit, they laugh all the time. Yeah. They joke all the time. They really silly dudes. The wannabes... Nigga, Maybe I'm tough, side. nigga. I got 50 tattoos on my face. I got the glamour in the car right now. If y'all niggas want to get it popping, <laughs> we can get it popping. Right? Yeah, like, bro. Like, that's what I said about Migos. Migos don't even talk big shit. But no. tell me when the Migos ever took an L. If y'all been following the Migos since the start, them niggas was shooting at niggas. Them niggas was getting locked up. Yeah. Offset was in jail. They was fighting everywhere. Everywhere like, they went. They never caught no L's. Really. I think one time, like in D.C. or something, yeah, they I got ran got, off Somebody got their chain snatched. Somebody got the drop on them, but like... <laughs> Like, but it was like they was in the crowd talking or doing whatever they was performing, and somebody just yanked their shit. And this was before they got like big, big. Yeah. So I mean, because they didn't even... get big, big until Bad and Bougie. They was always around. Yeah. But when they blew the fuck up, it was like when the world know who they really were. Bad and Bougie. Bad and Bougie just that, like that was their summer. And like, it, it just a whole jump. And what I heard was that like what happened with them was. That they was on the label 300 and 300 wasn't letting them do something. And once they finally got off, because they wasn't allowed to put out no music. Because they had Dab out. And Dab was like the biggest song mm-hmm. at the time. But they couldn't promote it the way they wanted to. Because they had some issues going yeah. on. But when they got off and that QC the label shit really started going. Mm. And QC been winning, man. Lil Baby, City Girls, 
uh, Lil Yachty, Migos. Uh, they manage Cardi B now. Yo. I mean, they all the Migos going to have their own little uh, label situations. And, I mean, they it's great. Getting- Red, though. So, so what else they listen to in uh, Baltimore? So, you know, like I said, the mainstream music. There's this guy, Bam Hunter Izzy. He on like I think he's the he's the biggest come up out of our city since Lord Scooter who passed away what two summers ago. But him, um, it's a rapper, Young Moose. It's a it's a lot of people up there that's that's kind of local that's that's coming up. Um. A lot of these dudes, you can walk up to them in the city and say, personally, like, just be on some chill shit, like, what's up? But, um, we, we listen to anything. Uh, me, personally, I listen to everything. So, I'm, I'm listening to niggas in New York, Atlanta, Cali. I'm, I'm like, I'm like the base god of music in my, <laughs> in my city. Um, I put, I put a lot of people on to that Lil Yachty when he first dropped the, uh, the, the One Night. Oh, I was yeah. like, okay, I, I, I rocks with this, and then I played it, and out of nowhere, the song got big. You know, I'm a, I'm a music aficionado. Yes, you sir. You know what I'm saying? But, um... Y'all listen to Gunner? Yo, I listen to Gunner. I don't know about the rest of them, but he, he got some fire. He, he's he's coming, because it's like, he getting a little buzz, but I, I feel it soon. By Christmas time, yeah. I think the world gonna know about Gunner, for real. If you don't know now, some people know about him, but, uh... I think the world really, really gonna know about Gunner, man. Like, it, it's a lot of people that's they got some raw talent that's going just skyrocket. And and the key is for anybody listening that's in music. I am not in the music game, but I watch and learn from everything. Mm-hmm. If you're a rapper, get with a producer. Yeah. Or if you with a rapper and you make a good song with another rapper, maybe y'all should do a little group thing as figure it out or whatever. But the thing is, when you find the right person to make your beats and y'all work well together and you see a buzz, maybe y'all don't get a lot of streams or nothing at first. But if y'all got really, really good chemistry, keep working at that. Yes, sir. YG DJ Mustard. Future Metro Boomer. I mean, uh, who else? Future and uh, uh, what's the name? Southside. The whole Southside. Atlanta really just help out each other, really. (laughs) And that's I the mean, thing. The 808 gotta, Mafia works with all, like, Lil Baby and Gunner, every song they on together go crazy. Like, to all people making music, man, if you, it needs to be a great partnership between producer, rapper, producer, rapper. If y'all do that, because, like, it'll be somebody with bars, no beats. Right. And the beats draw people in. It might be somebody with beats and, like, nobody with a catchy sound. Yeah, but I mean to keep it a buck with you right now, the beats is more important. So yeah. if you're an artist, man, just work with one dude. Like yo, we could grow together for real, for real. So definitely, that's it, man. Just figure it out, man. So uh, we gonna get ready to wrap this up. We are gonna make a show because we gotta make our grand appearance at the family reunion. You know the see. Let me tell y'all something. These, these little bitty hoes and poor you think that they think that we playing or something. <laughs> we gonna pull up to this thing. Hard body, you feel me? Hard. Prince style blouses, <laughs> you know. They they think we plan. They don't know. Atlanta and Baltimore, when they come together, they mix. Shoot. When we link up. Mm, game. Games. Game. <laughs> but uh last before we got out here, we gotta talk about something serious. The XXX passing. Yes, sir. It's just like it really is a 
eye opener for all you young niggas listening. It may not too many young niggas don't listen to podcasts anyway, so it might not be you. But it just goes to show, like, yo, man, like, this shit really happens. We live in a social media age where niggas see shit like, bro, I would have did this if I was there. If I was there, I would have did that. And I'm this and I'm that. And I'm like, like, niggas is really, like, X is unfortunately what the world had to see to show you that shit gets real. And, like, a lot of people talk about it, Charlemagne. Uh, Joe Burr, all them, a lot of people like, yo, this internet shit is really desensitizing people to violence. It really and is. If you're a real one, you grew up around violence, like, you know, like, yo, I've been around some wild people. My uh, step pops was locked up for murder. My dad was fucking around the drug game. Like, I've been around a lot of shit, and I always knew my whole life that shit's not for me. Because okay. I seen the real consequences. I see my mother struggle trying to raise five kids with just her. Working two, three jobs, always tired. I seen, you know, my dad, friends, and my dad, like, going to see people in New York that had a fake funeral because shit was real. Back in the day, like, when people was looking for you, they was looking for you. My dad used to tell me they used to stab the body to make sure you was dead, like, on some wild, like, out there, out there, Brooklyn shit. Like, whoa. Like, we'll go to your funeral and, like, really... Hope I'm you like, up in the cast. Like, real disrespect, real crazy. But this is what this generation needed to see to, like, bro, this shit is real. Like, all that, like, man, when I see this nigga, I don't see it. Like, bro, you can really die. Like, this was yeah. the first time that the younger generation got to see somebody die. And people were saying, like, he's the Tupac of this generation. And that could be yeah. true. In the sense that he made a lot of influential music, and he made a lot of music, and he inspired people, but he was very problematic. So I get you in that standpoint, but Tupac is a big legend, and he had a longer career than X. But I understand where y'all coming from as far as the comparison, but it's just really unfortunate. And for you young kids, man, just have fun, enjoy your life, man. Like, be a man. If somebody disrespect you... He touch you. You got to handle your business with all that. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You don't know what other niggas going to do to you for real. So, be careful when you take that phone out. Be careful. Whatever you say on that shit, whatever you do. And even with robberies and shit, too, man. Like, that flashy shit is cool for rappers. But that flash, they said, the story goes, is like, he's in the motorsports shop. He got a big-ass duffel bag full of money. And hood niggas is watching him. So they like, yo, we going to get this nigga. We like going to follow him. Like Lil Boosie said, you got to get out your own city if you really think you making it. Because yep. that's where he died at. Right. That's where a lot of rappers die in their own city. And people don't think that that hating shit is real. Niggas really do despise you for the things that you got. Just because they ain't got it like you got it. So... Yeah. What all I got out of that was, you know, I'm 18. He was 19, 20. Like that could have been me easily, you know. Especially where I grew where I grew up at. Nigga, I grew up in the county of Baltimore, and I'm doing air quotes, but that is the closest area to the city that you're gonna get. Essex. Essex is, you know, they got drugs and all that. And at first it wasn't like that, but as Times change, your environment change. And a lot of people fail to realize that the kids now are so influenced by the shit that they see that these rappers doing. So, 
you doing Zans, Perks, and Mollies, and then you talking about you selling it off and running off on plugs. A lot of niggas, a lot of little niggas yeah. would try to do that and die because of that. Yeah, the plug make example out of your ass. Like, exactly. Real, shit, it's not a game, though. Like, you, if you really live in this life, you really got to be about it. And it's just like the being flashy shit. Like, I was born in Brooklyn, in Brookdale Hospital, in Brownsville, New York. My mom, hey, we was there till I was about five because I lived in Harlem where uh, Cameron and them are from, like, around the corner. And it was, like, real drug dealing. So my mom, when I was, like, five or six, was like, we getting the fuck out of here. We moving to Virginia. Because living across the street from a homeless shelter in the height of a crack era and gang mm. wars, my mom was like, yo, it was, like, gangs and all kind of shit. But I'm like... I'm five. I'm riding my Batman cartwheel. Like, yo, shit is great out here. The fuck you talking about, mom? Like, I'm like, I don't know what's Crack? going on. Like, really? I don't know what's, what's going on. So we moved like 93, 94, but the crack era was all of the 80s and the early 90s. Like, yeah. crazy. So I'm like, yo, I'm proud that, like, yo, she let us out. Like, these niggas, you could tell a real dude from a fake dude simply off of this. Real niggas don't want to be in the hood. At all. Phony niggas want to be from the hood and think the hood is so fucking cool, so bad. Like, and, and that's it. Like, yo, from your city. Say me and Kyrie, we went to school together, right? So if I was roasting this nigga so bad, and I used to always roast him and shit back in the day, and I'm rich now, and I come on the block, and Kyrie really in the streets, and I'm like, oh, look at this motherfucker. I used to roast this nigga all the time. This nigga may still be holding on to that emotion. Like, oh, yeah, nigga, roast this and shoot me. And I'm in the hood showing off, shirt off, money showing, going crazy. And that nigga could still be mad about jokes from high school. He could really still be mad about that and take me out. That's We why 12 I, years past. I mean, out of there. But it's just like, yo, it's like, yo, always come back and inspire the hood. But you can't, like, all that, like, nigga, I'm in the hood. Like, it's so many dudes that, like, I'm in the hood that died. Meek Mill said it. Boosie said it. These is official niggas that's saying, like, yo, get out the hood. Lil Baby was like, I don't even be in the hood. 21 Savage was like, I don't really be in the hood like that. They come, they show love, they motivate, they might get the kids something, but then they get the fuck out of there because niggas that you may have did something to years ago on some joke shit, on some, oh, you fuck my bitch with it. Like, nigga, they right. will kill you. On some shit that you did before you got high. Like, Way long, or even on some Jack Boy shit. Like, bro, these uh, niggas Ah, you think you big or something? All right, come on now. Bro, these like, dudes is broke, bro. Like, they seen X with a bunch of money, bro. Like, they like, this shit is real out here. So y'all little niggas that be thinking shit is cool. Like, niggas trying to OD. And another thing, too, is like, I wanted to uh, touch on briefly. Why niggas be acting like they so depressed? Like, I feel like some niggas is really going through it. I think it's trendy right now to be fucking depressed. It is trendy. Like it's it so basically like the whole being sad and depressed thing is just it, it's trendy right now. It, it really is and that and that shit ain't cool cuz there's really some people that be out here really, dealing with stuff. Really fucked up. And the thing about it like like I'm not like a, a sad boy, but like some sometimes like shit get to me. Exactly. And, and, and like it's supposed to you're because you're a human being. But people that sad all the time and like, oh, they're doing some suicidal shit, but they want to kill myself and all that. Like they, they're doing too much. They, they, they doing it for clout. That's yeah, what it I is. Mean, it's, it, it, even like people live streaming them getting ready to kill. Like, bro, it's this shit. 
the phone and the social media shit, like it's cool, but if you step away from it from a little while, you'll see you'll, a whole you'll new see. you. Yeah, I mean, like you'll really be around your family, be around your friends, chill, but like that internet shit, it'll get you sucked in after a while. It'll really take you out. But it's like, yo, man, like enjoy life. Talk to somebody if you really need help. Yeah. Go to a hospital, talk to a counselor, talk to somebody you trust. But like all that, like I'm fake. Like if your fucking parents, like they never let you go to a fucking concert, or you never have no money, or you ever have this, you never like. That's why you're depressed. That's you why you look at, like. Come you on, need to bro. look at life in another perspective. Come on, bro. Because trust me, it's people out here that really like, be it, going it, through some shit. It's the summertime, right? Real niggas know. In the summertime, when some people grow up in real poverty-stricken areas, they're not going to fucking eat Facts. at all. They go to school, and they rack up on food because at home, there is no fucking food. That's real depression. That's real, like, sadness. That's like, damn. Like, not only that, they could be getting their ass beat. They could be getting abused. They could be getting molested when they get home. That's real fucking sad shit. Just like, man, my fucking girl broke up with me, dude. Like... This is my fucking world, man. Like, I'm just going to do these fucking perks till I die. Like, I'm, I'm fucking sad, man. Like, uh, you know, like, that's like, not really real, doing? bro. Like, like, what are you doing? In the summertime, like, if real niggas know, like, the Catholic church or different churches or communities, they give out lunch programs. They do this because some niggas is not going to eat. At I all. mean, food, period, this summer. Their parents is crackheads. They living with their grandparents that... Don't have that much money, shit like that. That's real sadness. That's right. real depression. That shit you talking about, like, man, I never could fucking go anywhere. I never have J's. I never have fucking anything, man. I fucking hate this world. Like, that's not, bro. That That's not what you, yo, if, if, if it's materialistic items that, that you think you need. Not necessities. Not necessities, but, but, but think, things that you want, then you, you kind of, you're looking at life in the wrong perspective. Because the way I take it is, I'd rather have this conversation that we having right now with him than to go out here and go on social media and let the whole world know my, my business. Because that, that that's it. When when I'm with my family and things like that, everything just goes away. Yep. You, I don't I'm not on my phone, I'm not doing nothing. When you when you just have people that, that genuinely care about you and talk to you, then people don't have to always feel this way. If that if that's really what the issue is, but like I said before, there are a lot of people out here clout chasing, and some girls actually think that shit is cute, and I'm like, yeah, like he's so are weird. He's so sad. Like I gotta help him. Like it's it's crazy, man. But what we saying is, if you really need help, get the help. But that fake shit, that fake I'm sad shit. We, we got to end that shit, but... Let it go. That That's it, man. Hey, man, y'all enjoy y'all summer. Y'all go to y'all family unions. Um, we wearing some uh, shirts. We're going to be uh, look like a box of crayons, as my wife said. <laughs> we're going to look real <laughs> crazy out here. But we're going to enjoy ourselves because we in the country of Emporia. Yes, sir. There ain't nothing else to do but have a good time, man. Kyrie, give everybody your handles if they trying to pay with you, trying to see what you up to, man. Let them hey, know. Hey, man. Hey, man. Just, just, just check me out, man. Uh, I don't do nothing. Uh, I'm 18. I'm going to college soon. You know, making big money moves, Congrats. big money plays. You know, st- still, still don't mess with the United States government, even though they provided me financial aid. <laughs> because you know, conspiracies. But Bush did 9/11. Just so y'all know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have any handles. You know, I just be chilling. I live life. Like I said before, 
I'm not too big on social media. I post a picture per month and I go. But that that's it. I mean, it was cool being on here. I've been, I've been itching like a fiend to get on the show. You know, uh, you be giving me shout outs. I, I be showing the family the podcast. I listen to all of them faithfully, even the deep ones. Because, you know, sometimes a, a, a young nigga needs some guidance. But sometimes I, I, I already told him, you know, I'm a wise young man. You know, I get it. I get everything and I move on with it. I take stuff that I need and I just push forward. Uh, I'm glad to be here, you know. Glad to see my family from GA because it ain't always possible. A-T-L-A-N-T-A, you know. We here. But it was a cool podcast. I thank y'all. I think y'all should, you know, support, you know, like, share, repost, you know, leave some comments. You feel me? I tried to get the $25 gift card, but I forgot to leave a comment, so that that's all right. We we still moving along, though. We'll be good. Uh, but yeah, just, I I think this could be big one day. We're going we gonna to definitely be, be on the grind. You know, I'm still going to support, and just try to keep pushing, baby. Oh, yeah, and that's it, man. Like, find something you love and keep doing it, because, like, organically, shit will blow up. Like... Lil Baby makes my dog, and he's like, I don't really think nothing of it. I don't really give a fuck about rap. And then it blows up. So when you're doing shit from the right perspective, it will blow up organically. Like, cause if you love it, like, you keep doing it, no matter if nobody fucking listened to it. I had a good time if nobody listened to it. But it's just like, yo, word of mouth, I feel like, is the best way. So if y'all can spread the word about this is recorded... Uh, if you like this one, go check out Perception versus Reality. Yep. Uh, go check out a couple of the Roots Picnic if you're trying to laugh. Woo. Uh, uh, that was a gut buster there. Yeah, uh, Rod G Star if you're trying to get some black empowerment, man. If you, uh, I got a couple joints, man. Just read the descriptions and see what you like, man. Cause uh, shout out to It's the Real. They gave me the idea to shout out some other podcasts that y'all um, yeah. would like to hear. They do a really good job, man. And just uh, enjoy y'all family get-togethers, man. And uh, this is recorded, man. Peace.